Welcome to the Dietitian Values Podcast, a space for conversations that go beyond lip speak, challenge the status quo, and hopefully create a space where we can learn and unlearn in connection and community. Join me, Laura Jean, accredited practicing dietitian, as I brained up my thoughts, chat with insightful guests, and create a space where we'll probably end up with more questions than answers, but also a space for encouraging and inspiring accountable action. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Dietitian Values Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me for another conversation um, in which I talk to you for approximately 20 minutes, maybe a little bit less today. Um, I so appreciate you being here. And I just really want to reiterate, I often say it at the end, but I'd love to put it up front and center today that I'm always here to continue the conversation. So if you're listening along, you've got questions, comments, concerns, things I've missed, want to talk about where I've missed the mark, then always do feel free to reach out. Um, And if you find these conversations and these chats valuable, then I would love to invite you to share the podcast because one of the main ways that the podcast gets found is from people sharing it. So if today's episode or if there's a past episode that's particularly resonant for you, please go forth and share. And as a minimum, reach out and continue the conversation with me because I always love to hear from you hear what's landing and also I'm open to hearing any pieces or parts of what I chat about that you'd love me to go deeper on topics you'd like me to explore on the podcast. I'm open to your feedback. Okay, so today's episode, I want to talk about success and failure and I want to talk about it from a little bit of a different angle and perhaps give you give just some thoughts that I have around these words and how I approach them myself and perhaps some ways that you could shift how they show up or, or what, where they lead more particularly for you. So I will drop in the show notes an episode, a previous episode I've done around success, around redefining success. When it comes to creating a business and a life based in your values, It's generally like, you know, for most people that get to this point or are looking at this, generally what is the case is that the values or the kind of, you know, quote unquote trappings of success that our culture puts forward often don't resonate. If you don't align with the values of the culture that we're part of, capitalism, supremacy, hierarchical, um, power over, oppressive kind of values, extraction, exploitation, et cetera, et cetera, um, then you will probably find that the so-called successes um, don't necessarily jive for you or align. And so in that episode, I'm talking about redefining success and the importance of that. And I do think that that is really an important piece. What I wanted to talk about today, though, is not just looking at how we personally um, redefine success, but also just looking at where we focus when we consider things like our success and failure or where, or how the use of those terms and the the way that the cultural values have been embedded in those terms encourages us to put our focus on the parts of the process or the parts of the kind of equation, if you want to think of it that way, that we actually have no agency or over and definitely no control because control is an illusion and we have no control 
over anything really. Um, so things that parts we have no agency or influence over. And so let's chat about these words. I was um, I went in a deep dive on these words, looking at the kind of etymology of it, which is like the the root of the words. Um, a few months back, I was talking to my friend Justine. Shout out to her Resilient Warrior Coaching. Anyone who you might know in your community or through personal or work who has CRPS, which is a, um, a a pretty kind of unique condition. Anyway, if you know anyone with that, that, that acronym will make sense to you. You really should send them to Justine's way because she is um, changing the face of that space. Anyway, um, tangent, but I love to shout out people who I see doing things um, in amazing ways. And... So I was talking to Justine about um, success. She was she was talking about success and and how we take care of ourselves. And I was talking particularly around the root of the word. So I went in deep dive in this. So so let's dive in rather than me just talking about what I did. Let's talk about what I'm actually <laughs> wanted to share with you. So firstly, success. So if you look at the current dish definition of success, it's the attainment of an outcome that you are working for basically is what the definition is. Um, attaining um, and particularly influenced by the values of our current culture, the attainment of wealth, power, fame, um, and, and many definitions include those because of the cultural values. And this really highlights how words are not neutral. The definition and the way we use words are not objective. They are not neutral. We often think of words as being these kind of neutral, objective things. They're not. Just like science, just like all of it, they are completely influenced by the cultural values, by the biases and limitations of the individuals creating them, us humans. And so the definition of the word success is very influenced by the values of our culture, the current definition. The current definition of the word failure as well, um, you know, for, you know, if I say the word failure, you probably come up with your own definition of something that didn't go to plan or didn't, um, didn't have the outcome that you wanted or even was a disaster. The other piece is that failure and success in our current usage are put against each other. So if you look up the definition of failure, um, one of the definitions is a lack of success, um, the neglect or omission of expected or required action. So they're like, there's quite words who, that are quite emotive and words that are quite, um, I suppose within our cultural values, there's a lot of judgment around some of the words used to define these words. So success, I mean, we can look at it quite neutrally as the accomplishment of an aim or a purpose, um, the archaic, I'm just, I've just Googled success again um, and looked it up and the archaic, it's got in it, um, uh, the archaic definition is the good or bad outcome of an undertaking. So what traditionally success was not good or bad or positive or negative. And so they're kind of like, you know, sometimes how they have the little sentence. So they've said the good or ill success of the maritime, maritime enterprises, because success Originally, the root definition or the original definition of the word was the thing that came after or the out, basically the kind of the outcome. Um, and if you shout out to any people who've watched the show Succession, I don't, but my husband does. Um, but it was success. The word came from like this to succeed, to succeed, succeed to um, and the, the concept of succession um, being to follow after. And so success was just literally the thing that came after, 
the the outcome of an undertaking. And I really kind of appreciate that definition of success because it does create a new, more neutral neutral place to start from, which means that we can embed things with our own values and that that, the, that doesn't have um, have to have an actual judgment um, of it. So like accomplishment is not a neutral word, right? So the accomplishment of an aim or a purpose, the attainment of fame, wealth, or social status, these are some of the definitions, versus the outcome of an undertaking. There's a big difference, particularly within when we look at those words and how they're they're defined. What I love about that archaic or the original, if we just go from a definition of the outcome of an undertaking is it allows us to put our focus away from the actual outcome and to shift it onto the undertaking or to shift it onto the process and also to shift it onto how we take care of ourselves. And talk about that a little bit more in a minute. First, let's talk about failure before we jump into that, before I jump into my next point and get myself on on a tangent. So failure originally to fail or something to be you know, defined as a failure was to come to nothing. So rather than it being the, like you can see where it became positioned as the opposite to success when the excess was the thing that happened after you did something and the failure was when nothing happened after we did something right. So these were the original definitions of these words and the cultural values and these words have been kind of, I suppose, if you like pitted against each other or set up against each other. Um, so, you know, even when you look within, I'm just looking at some of the definitions that have a failure, the collapse of a business, like, oh my gosh, very, um, very emotive and very kind of, um, yeah, like, like it, it, they're not neutral words. And so the original one was just a non-occurrence. A failure was, or a failure, failure um, was a non-occurrence. It didn't happen. So if a seed failed, let's use a garden reference, you know, I love those. Um, it failed to germinate, just literally meant it didn't didn't germinate. If a crop failed, it meant you didn't have anything to harvest. It came to nothing. Um, and these, yeah, I really like getting things back to those original definitions or going back to the root words. And you can just, whenever you want to do this, Google the word and etymology, and that's E-T-Y-M-O-L-O-G-Y. And you can find you can go back and you can look at the different root word if you're a complete word nerd um, like me or you're just interested in this sort of thing. But what, where the value, I think, even if you're not a word nerd, is around going back to a definition that precedes the cultural kind of value judgments that we now have. So many words we use now are really influenced. And like I said, they're not objective. They're very emotive. They're very subjective and they're very steeped in our values. So, why I bring this up or why I put this forward is one, I think it's really helpful to know where words come from and to know because words matter, how we use words matter. And this process allows two things. One, it creates an opportunity, if you'd like it, to redefine those words, to reclaim that um, original definition. And in many spaces, you know, if you're in the weight inclusive, non-diet space, you know that this has happened with many words where we've reclaimed it. I mean, even the word diet, I mean, originally the origin of that word is around the food and drink that were 
taken in, you know, in, in, a, in a set period of time. Like that's what a diet is. But even the word diet has been redefined through our cultural values, diet culture particularly. So there's another great example of words. But anyway, I won't get on a big tangent. So the reason I think this is really helpful is it creates a space from where we can, like a, not a blank slate, but more of a neutral space, slate when we go back to the origin of words and the root definition of words to create our own values-based definition to reclaim those words and what they mean for us. The other thing is it allows us to put the focus, particularly with the word success and failure, which is why I wanted to talk about them and not just the abstract words matter conversation, but I think I will have that on the podcast at some point. Um, I wanted to talk particularly about success and failure because when we use those definitions, those more neutral definitions of success being the thing that comes at um, the outcome of an undertaking and failure being when um, the outcome, when there is no outcome or it comes to nothing, that allows us to put the focus, to put our energy towards the parts that we have agency over, like I said. Most of the time we don't have we don't have control over anything, right? But I'm going to use this word here, the word here anyway, for want of a better word. We don't have control over the outcome. We can influence and we can um, impact how we show up. We can impact the our impact or our agency is in choosing to take action or not take action. The outcome, the consequence, the you know, that's another great word that's been co-opted. Um, the outcome of the undertaking, the success, if we use that term, is outside of our control, is outside of our direct agency or influence. But our behaviours and how we show up, how we bring our values into it is something that we can have agency and influence over. And the other part is how we take care of ourselves, how we respond to the outcome of that undertaking or if there is no outcome, if it comes, you know, quote unquote, comes to nothing, if it's a quote unquote failure. And so by taking the judgments, the shame, all of those cultural values that have been overlaid onto those words out, I think it really opens up the opportunity, one, to redefine the words, but also to show, to kind of shine a light on where our focus can be. I've done an episode in the past called The Process is the Point, and I'll link to that in the show notes about how really the outcomes outside of our influence and definitely outside of our control um, and where we can do things differently or where we can shop and where we can have agency is in the process. And in this example, it's also in our response to whatever comes from that process. And it really just highlights of where we can bring the focus, bring our awareness, bring the work, if you like, is in those two parts. The process and how we respond to or take care of ourselves in whatever the outcome of the undertaking or non-outcome of the undertaking might be, if we're going to use success and failure as like two sides of a coin. Um, different sides of a coin? Yeah. Anyway, let's not mix in all the analogies. Um, so that is what I wanted to talk to you about today and offer up is firstly um, to when you're finding you have a bit of a if there's a rub with a word or how you're responding to a word or how it lands for you, there's a bit of a rub with your values. I'd really encourage you to go and dig into the root of the word or just ask me, I've probably done it already. Um, and look back before the current cultural values took hold of the word and find the definition. Look at that and see where the opportunities are for you to redefine it. And also look to where it points you and 90% of the time, I feel like it points us towards where 
our focus is, which is back on our values, back on how we take action in our values, either before, in this particular example, um, how we take action in our values in the undertaking, the activity we're doing, the, the activity we're choosing not to do because the undertaking can be an action or an inaction. And then the outcome it leads to, whether that and how we respond to that and then perhaps the next action or inaction that that might lead to for us. We can ground back in our values and we can look at that. When we use the current cultural definitions of these words, success and failure, we can get stuck in shame. We can get stuck in judgment and blame. And also we can get really stuck in trying to understand what happened. You know, if we use example, a launch failed, quote unquote, then we get distracted by looking at, well, what didn't work? Where did it go? Like, what do I need to change? Versus kind of regrounding in our values, regrounding in, well, mm -hmm, that didn't go as planned. Like that's another way to think of it. Or if it completely failed as in there was no outcome, no one signed up, for example, then that failed, like there was none of that. So therefore, what is the work now? One, it's taking care of myself and maybe how that made me feel, how that made me respond, what my nervous system's telling me, what my brain's telling like what are all the messages that are going on here? Taking care of myself in that. And then regrounding in your values to go, okay, well, what's the work here? Where is my next action or inaction based on that being just what was that just being the outcome and similarly in a success we can look at that and yes we can celebrate it I mean I think celebrating things are great is great um, and also we can just see that any kind of outcome or anything that comes after the undertaking as the success as the thing the the outcome um, so that's really what I want to share with you before I start blabbering on and getting stuck on any tangents I'll wrap myself up and offer this up to you to consider this kind of way of looking at words and particularly as it relates to success and failure. And I found this super helpful for myself, one, redefining what success overall looks like in my business, like where am I going? Um, but also at the end of the day, after certain events happen or undertakings and the outcomes are laid clear. Um, and to look at, okay, well, in the face of that or based on whatever's happened or hasn't happened, where's my work now? Where is my focus? I can stay here stuck in this, you know, quote unquote failure. I can stay here in this success. Um, and that's nice to bask in a little bit of success. Absolutely. Um, and then it becomes, okay, well, where is my focus? What am I, you know, what am I regrounding in, which is usually my values and where do I want to go from here? So how does that land for you? I'd love to hear from you if that is helpful. Um, the idea of firstly, just looking at the root of words without the cultural values, if that kind of resonates for you, I recommend it. It's a, it's a actually a super helpful process, um, I find. Um, I'd recommend checking it out and when you are do find that values rub particularly with a word. Um, and also to look at keeping that focus on the process, on the undertaking, and then on how you respond to or take care of yourself regardless of or in the face of, let's say, not regardless because we want to regard what happens. But in the, like when you are, at that point where you have had an outcome or a non-outcome, how do you take care of yourself or how do you, and taking care of yourself can be that piece of celebrating. So sometimes, again, we think of taking care of ourselves even as like, 
you know, um, when it's a failure, right? But how do you take care of yourself? Because when, even when it's a success, how do you celebrate? How do you share that joy and, and, and do, and be in that space as well? And then regrounding in your work. And that doesn't mean, and I really don't mean that to be the, again, the, um, like that cultural kind of idea of, you know, moving from one goal to another, like, you know, that whole idea of, okay, I've attained this now, tick, I'm there. Okay, right, move on to the next thing. I definitely don't mean that. Um, I mean, regrounding in your values, regrounding in yourself, in the outcome of any kind of undertaking, whether it's a success or a failure. So I'll leave that with you and I would love to hear from you. Reach out if you've got comments, questions or concerns. And if there is a particular topic you'd love me to dive into, as I said, let me know. You can reach me over on Instagram at dietitianvalues or laura at dietitianvalues.com. Okay, until next time. much for listening. I really appreciate you and the time you've given to me. If you like what you heard, please share it with your dietitian besties and subscribe on your platform of choice. Want more like this? Come follow along and continue the combo on Instagram where I hang out at Dietitian Values. I'm so grateful for you and the opportunity to connect. Have a good one. Catch you next time on the Dietitian Values Podcast. The Dietitian Values Podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the Ngambri and Ngunnawal people. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging.